0: This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to Advanced Base Camp. But what we're doing is our intention is that you go to a completely another level of life, of leadership, of intentionality, and we're really just your guides. That's all we are. We're just Sherpas. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek, and as always, I'm with the most amazing British business partner that I know, Steve Cockrum. Steve, how are you, my friend? I'm doing
1: well, Jeremy, thank you. Um, I have a little dose of man flu, but obviously with my incredible pain threshold, I've been able to just keep going when mere mortals would have uh, long since subsided as this week's gone on. But I'm hoping it gets better, because I'm flying tomorrow.
0: Wait, 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 let's st- stop there. Well, you said something that is brilliant. You said man flu. That should be a product. They have like this thing <laughs> called Flu. Yeah. but if you created man flu, I promise you and it, and it had like a little blankie with it and a little <laughs> little, like a video of some war documentary and they could like curl up with a blankie, watch a documentary and have that. That would sell yeah. like hot eggs.
1: Yeah, I, I think where it comes from, unfortunately, is uh, being derogatory about the male species and so suggesting that whenever we get a cold, we think it's flu. But reality is it's just a cold and we need to suck it up and get over it. Well, that's what my pastoral nurturing wife told me anyway,
0: so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, my wife says the same. Uh, that's yeah. so funny. All right, we just need our moms, right? That's what happens. Just for just for 24 hours. All right. Well, so a, where the, are you flying to?
1: I'm coming to Atlanta tomorrow on Giant One, so that'll be good. Um, we uh, leave Heathrow uh, at 9:25. Uh, otherwise otherwise <laughs> known as Delta. <laughs> well, no, I'm doing a co-branding exercise with Virgin at the moment, but they're happy for it to be called giant So that's fine. That's great. So oh, nice. yes, yeah, so I'm coming out with the legend who's Russell Soden and Matt Keane from the UK So we'll be on tarmac kissing tarmac round about 145 Eastern Standard Time for a action-packed week again I think in Atlanta, isn't it?
0: We've got an amazing week set up. We've got our X4 for those of you listening. It's a, that's really really fun about three years ago we started this process of apprenticing 40, 48 people um, directly and we meet four times a year. We then have core groups uh, every other week uh, on video calls and it's been amazing. This is our eighth one. We're starting our ninth one in London, I believe it is, and in June. And then another tenth, we'll have two or three more that's launching um, this year. So really, really amazing how well that's worked for people. So excited for the week ahead. And for those of you who've been following the uh, Five Voices installments,
1: you'll know that Jeremy is the connector, who's incredibly excited about all these new things, and is gradually now recruiting you for Xcore. So, if you haven't done Xcore yet, what a great opportunity! And if you happen to live in the UK, that would be even better, because we're going to start our one on June the 15th in London. So there you go. There's a little plug. I'm practicing my connector voice, Jeremy. Good
0: job, man. That was good for a British guy. Yeah, there you that's true. <laughs> um, all right, so hey, let's get into this. We've got Five Voices. What's been so fun, um, I talked to our our uh, publisher this week, uh, Wiley, who it has been amazing on the Five Voices, and they said, um, we are at month two, uh, as of month two, we're at where we were at month seven for the five gears in sales. So the Five Voices is really, uh, really people responded well, and people are just finding it, it's really pretty interesting. Because we didn't do a big, big push on the Five Voices because we know this is gonna be around the next 10 years. It's a great team book. So if you have a team of people, it's just a great book and it's a great concept. Um, There's a team retreat. There's a lot of things you can do with with the five voices and we're just really excited about it. So today we're gonna pick up part three as we continue to apply this. um, Really, really helpful tool. Um, So Steve, why don't you give them just a recap of five voices and then we'll we'll, uh, dive in.
1: That's good. You can compare whether I said the same thing last time. So basically, we all have a voice that people hear. That voice really is made up of a mix of five different voices. And depending on our wiring and our personality, which voices are more, I guess, vocal or loud in defining what people hear. So each voice champions different things and they sound uh, different. So the nurturer voice is always championing championing people relationships relational harmony basically they act as the oil inside the kind of relational cogs of the usual business or organization selfless always putting others before themselves and invariably underrate uh, their leadership capacity because they always feel somebody should be doing it is not as good as them so there's the nurturer creative voice is the champion of innovation um, the champion of new ideas organizational in- integrity, social conscience, the creative is always pushing the envelope of what could be. They love exploring the trends in ideas, possibilities, technology, um, sometimes hard to fully understand. Um, And when you hear about our rules of engagement, we always have to help the creatives get out what it is that they're actually trying to say, because for some unknown reason, they never usually say what they mean first time. Um, Then we have Guardian. Guardian's the custodian or the champion of systems, processes, due diligence, money, the heritage, tradition, always trying to make sure that things are safe, have been well thought through, and that basically we're not going to squander money, people, resources by being reckless in making decisions. Um, Great at asking questions, very, very good at that due diligence process. Then we start to hear some of the louder voices, so the connector. Connector is the champion of relationships, networks, possibilities, create if messaging the connector is the one who knows the most people is always always championing the things that they're most excited about and they're always working out how we can connect new ideas new products new opportunities to the most number of people once they believe in them and then lastly but by no means least we have the pioneer who is the champion of uh, strategic decision making taking tough decisions they love basically the military challenge of aligning people's systems and resources to deliver the biggest possible outcome. And the pioneers hate to lose, so they're always basically prepared to drive the team when everyone else is ready um, to give up. So there you go. There's a little overview. Jeremy, do you remember their
0: weapon system? I'll throw one yeah, back to you yeah. for a little test. Well, I, you know, I do. Um, and, and so let's me me let me, let get into that here in a bit, Steve, because the five voices that we're talking about today, part three, is knowing yourself to lead the organization. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk specifically. Specifically of what tends to happen inside the organization as a whole. Um, you know, I've got a friend here, Julie Jennings. Um, she's with Pfizer, and uh, we were talking about just organizational dynamics and, and large corporations um, that that how they operate versus uh, you know small uh, maybe 20, 30 members or mid-sized companies. They're all different, and yet they're all the same. So when when you understand this this big aha is that Uh, Most people, everyone has a voice, but most people don't know what their voice is because over time, their organization they're with or their their oughts and shoulds or the pressures that they feel that they should be somebody has actually caused them to not live into who they really are. In fact, we did a a leader intensive this week um, with this amazing guy, um, and he basically has been living as a guardian, uh, a guardian pioneer. And he's really not. He's really a connector creative. And it was so interesting to see the aha to realize for the last 10 years he'd been living and ultimately dying every year because every year that went on, he he was living further and further away of his true voice, his true identity, when Guardian was actually his last voice. and But he was playing one on TV. And so... <laughs> Really that's what we're, we're trying to do here is we're trying to help people understand who are you really and what is your voice really and why do you continue to be somebody that you're you know that you're not really that good at and it's killing you at the same time so uh, we'll, we'll jump into the weapon system when we' let's talk through, through uh, let's explain Steve what normally happens inside organizations uh, as it re- as it re- relates to, to meetings and sharing vision and communication. Sure, well um, I think one of the things is that
1: certain voices are louder than others and if people just behave the way they would normally you'll usually find that the pioneers and the connectors dominate what people hear. The guardians will usually step in with questions because they think it's being railroaded and you'll often tend to not hear the creatives and the nurturers mainly because the nurturers don't really want to step into what looks now like a fight And the creatives would love to be heard, but they know that they need the people in the team to create the environment where they can be at their best. So in some ways, you know, we often joke and say the pioneer will have been thinking about the strategy probably for weeks in advance. And so therefore, they can't wait to get into the room and just share with everyone the genius of their strategic idea and assume that basically everyone else is going to agree with them. Um, If the connector is leading the meeting, then the connector will come hugely excited about their idea, um, hugely excited about the way forward, and will often basically try and sell it to everyone for as long as possible until in the end people tend to give in, or basically they feel deeply offended by the Guardian and the pioneers who keep shooting them and telling them that their ideas is not as well thought through as they perhaps they thought they would be. So those are the things that kind of can happen almost by, if you're accidental in the way your team functions. And the way your organization functions, you will see all of those stereotypes played in team meetings every day across just about every organization you meet. And so, what we're really doing is saying to people, you have to become intentional in creating an environment where everybody gets to bring their best to the table. So, if you think of rules of engagement, we go in the order of nurture, creative, guardian, connector, pioneer um, in terms of contribution. And we create our rules of engagement, which basically means for each voice, we know two things. That we we need to be conscious of as they begin to share. And all of these sound quite formulaic, but in the beginning, you're learning how to be consciously competent. And so therefore, the more structure we've been able to give teams, the easier they find it to apply it. So those are the things which are standard in relation to meetings. But if you want to bring it into communicating vision, Jeremy, or do you want to add something on the meeting? Well, side? I,
0: what I would say then is on top of being either accidental or intentional, you also have immature immature people, which usually go hand in hand, usually <laughs> the more mature, the more the intentional people are. So what happens then is they bring um, a weapon with them, good or bad. It's going be used for good. It can be used for bad. So each each one of the voices has its own weapon system so when you think of that when we explain it to people you know they get it and i know we've talked about this at our last um, podcast but i think I, I was thinking it's really silly i can't believe i'm saying this out loud but ron burgundy so ron burgundy the movie with uh, will ferrell there was one scene where um, he has uh, they're, they're on central park and all the news teams come out and they're fighting against one another, and they're all bringing their weapons, and it's just tomfoolery and it's so silly. But that's usually what happens, is that you have teams that use a weapon system against other teams based on the leader, and um, so it, it can be in, inside an organization, the weapons can be used as immature, and let me you what I mean. If you have a leader, who and the leader defines culture, and the leader is constantly using a grenade launcher, and the pioneer, for instance, if the if the pioneer is immature, uh, then what will happen inside an organization is these little factions will actually create, and a faction, and they'll actually, though they might despise the pioneer leader, they'll actually get behind that pioneer leader if he turns his cannon, his grenade launcher, onto another team. So it's almost like infighting starts taking place. So the... the it's so important to understand what your voice is, understand what weapon you use and understand if it's mature or, or immature and how do you begin to become mature in the process? Well, the first part is to know yourself so you can actually lead yourself. So for me to realize as a connector that my, um, my weapon of choice is cyber warfare and how good I am at it in, in in a negative way and, and understand what does it look like positive? So cyber warfare, Fair, and negatively means that if I'm inside an organization and I'm the leader of the organization, I can subtly take out another team or another person, and by basically undermining them through subtle slander and subtle malice, like um, for instance, listen, Tom, she's Tom. So, so, so Tom is a figure. I can then go to my team and go, "Yeah, guys, I met with Tom, and you guys, know what Tom's like, um, right?" And uh, yeah, so again, same thing happened. Again, here we are again. We, we got railroaded into blah blah blah. And I thought it was gonna be like this. So leave it with me. I'll go back to him. But what I've done is I basically cut down Tom little, little nicks. And um, it, it wasn't just a straight out saying Tom is a complete jerk. But I basically insinuated what mm-hmm. what I thought, or I I, I manipulated. So understanding that it's really really important when you start understanding how to communicate vision and change so that there's this interpersonal dynamics that take place inside organizations with teams and with people, and we all know it, but you've gotta you've gotta actually define the weapon and define the understanding of mature and immature to add to that Steve? no that's right.
1: um and I think when we talk about communicating vision, if you think of the things that, that leaders really have to be able to do well, um, setting the direction of the future, where are we going, how are we going to get there, and basically inspiring people with a vision of what could be. Now, in our experience, um, some voices are better than others at communicating vision, and people are often surprised when they find out um, how, how certain voices are less effective than they think. So, I wonder if we were just to ask you to take a moment as you listen and think, which, if you had to put up one voice to communicate vision on your behalf, would you choose the pioneer, the connector, the creative, the guardian, the nurturer? And most people, most people kind of go, well, probably the connector, possibly the pioneer, definitely not the creative, definitely not the nurturer, and definitely not the guardian. Whereas, if you think statistically of how many people, are represented by each foundational voice. That has proved to be less effective than you realize. Don't forget, pioneers represent 7% of the population, connectors 11, creatives 9, nurturers 43, and guardians 30%. And what we found is this, is that those future-orientated, vision-loving voices, the pioneer, the connector, and the creative, are much less effective at communicating vision than they think they are particularly the pioneers. Now this has come as another sad moment of realization for me because I speak pioneer as my first voice and most pioneers just assume that, give me the microphone, let me stand in front of people, I'll bring a PowerPoint to die for and everyone will agree with me by the end. What we found is that basically only about a third of people hear the pioneer voice when they're communicating vision in the way they hoped they would. So all the pioneers love it, all the creatives love it, some of the connectors do, But the pioneer voice touches none of the guardians or nurturers because all they hear is we're going to go on a huge campaign to war with a huge opportunity to win, maximum risk, lots of opportunity to sacrifice on behalf of the visionary pioneer who's explaining to you how you're going to die on the front line of battle. So when it comes to communicating vision, we've simply found it's good for you as your foundational voice to know. How effective are you when you use the traditional way of communicating vision, which is usually to stand at the front and to try and inspire people? So ironically, statistically, the guardians and the nurturers are the most effective communicators of vision purely on the percentage of people who will actually hear their voice. Because if you're a guardian or nurturer and you hear another guardian or nurturer articulating vision, you automatically assume They've done the due diligence for me, therefore I can just engage with the idea or the possibility or the strategy. Whereas when you hear the other voices, you're inherently, I guess, cautious because you've been sold a vision of the future before, which was much more a conceptual idea than it turned out to be when they were telling you it was real.
0: I don't know whether you recognise any of that, Jeremy? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, thinking of years of communicating with teams, I, I was when I was leaving our giant impact our Atlanta team just thinking oh my goodness I I used to get up and talk for 45 minutes and I'd come out feeling amazing think <laughs> it was great and then realizing where did I lose them I lost them along the way oh my goodness how in the world did I lose them because I was so inspirational in my mind but I was missing <laughs> the detail uh, I realized I had guardians and nurturers that were asking the questions okay um well we you said this last quarter and we it didn't happen uh, or you said this and that, and it didn't work last year. So we're doing this again. So the, the, well, what about the infrastructure? What about IT? Have you thought about the IT? Do you know how much money that's gonna cost? And I wasn't addressing any of those things because I was wooing them with vision. I was mm-hmm. wooing them with future, with opportunity, thinking that they would just naturally get it. And what I've realized is that there, there's a, um, there's there's a power test that we use, um, and, and Steve and our team. Um, it's really a helpful tool. The power test basically asks these three questions: Are you for me? Are you against me? Or are you for yourself? If the audience feels that you're against them, then they're going to have their walls up. They're going to be like, I mean, it's going to be so hard to communicate. So if you've done anything in the past and been an immature pioneer or immature leader who's been blessing people. Then whatever you say is not going to hit. But but I've also found if you're if it feels like you're for yourself, and I think I've lived a lot of my life where people have felt like it's been for myself. Is what happens then? The skepticism. There they turn their ears off, and and they don't, just don't listen. They just kind of hear the the words, but but it doesn't connect. But if you do get to the point where people know that you're for them, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. They'll give you the chance. They'll lean in a bit. But to Steve's point, if you're a pioneer, you've got to do that in short doses and you've got to, you've got to build the bridge, which we've talked about before. But building the bridge of, of giving them the detail, giving them the concise, specific plan of how are we going to do this for the infrastructure and systems and how is this going to affect people? This is, this is why um, most leadership courses, it touched on the generalities, but they don't get to this depth and this specific. So so if you want to be a communicator who communicates vision clearly, then you've got to know yourself. You've got to understand how do people view you? Are you for yourself? Are you for them um, or are you against them? Yeah, that's good.
1: And one of the things, I mean, we're, as you know, we're incredibly practical. We're, always, we're really sharing our own failures and how we've addressed those ourselves and inviting in many ways others to make different mistakes than the ones we've made. Because Jeremy is like the connected creative pioneer, and I'm that pioneer connector. And one of the things to one of the things we found is this, whatever your first two voices are, you actually need to involve the other three in helping you shape and communicate vision. Now, one of the big aha's has been for those of us who are very future orientated, love vision, love shaping the future. And used to see the people we we didn't know they were guardians and nurturers, we just thought they were kind of cold water specialists who were basically um You know, never excited about, obviously, our vision to change the world, was to realize that they actually like shaping vision. They actually like being involved early in the process. What they hate is when you almost, or let's make this personal, when the pioneers and the connectors bring their vision, that usually they've kicked around with other pioneer creatives and connectors who also love vision, and then they think they're on a sales job to try and persuade the naysayers to agree with them. So here's your first practical tip. If you happen to be one of the future orientated voices, or that's in your first two, you have to learn how to engage the nurturers and the guardians early in the shaping of vision. And here's the real humble piece. You have to learn how to deploy them in the communication of vision. Because though it's a time-consuming process, I've actually found personally that the most effective communicators of vision are the guardians and nurturers. So, taking the time to let them do their due diligence, to let them craft the message, craft their presentation. And often now, all I'll do is stand up and tell everyone I'm thankful for what they do, and then hand over to the people who are going to communicate in a language
0: that people understand. So, that's a big, big aha for me personally. I know let me, some of us. Let me clarify what you just said, Steve, because um, people might go, they, they might have like, what? Here's what here's what we're saying the guardians and the nurturers May not be the best communicators, but they're the best communicators Mm -hmm. Meaning that they may not be the most polished communicators, but they are the most effective communicators simply because they touch the majority of the population of of an employee base so when you think of that when a guardian gives credence and credibility if, if Tom says that we should, then everyone will listen, okay? If if Jane goes, hey, guys, I think this would be great best for our people, and everyone knows that Jane is a nurturer, then people will listen. It's that combination uh, uh, of helping understand that we're trying to connect and translate all the times. The natural tendency of the future-oriented voices is get out of my way. I have the vision. I'm the holder of the vision. I'll share it. The reality is, while sharing it, you actually might be undermining the vision. By sharing the grand scheme of the vision, you actually might be mitigating it, taking it out. So share the vision, just have translators, have people who can translate what you're trying to say to reach the majority of the people. That's the tension with most organizations, is they split because the pioneers and creators put their foot on the brakes going to the future, and the guardians and nurturers put, I'm sorry, put their foot on the gas going into the future and the, the guardians nurturers put their foot on the brakes and it causes a split. And we've just seen it over and over and over again and you'd think the more people would have figured this out by now. But that's one of the benefits of the five voices. That they, they start, uh, it's, it helps you learn how to communicate effectively with everyone you know, getting all of the, the employees on the same page, moving in the same direction. But it also gives the, the leader um, more um, influence and respect, because people are hearing them, maybe for the first time. And I think that's, that's one of the big ah of, of the concept.
1: That's, that's a great analogy, James, about the gas and the break. I mean, I often say that if you're a, if you know that your first two voices are Pioneer Creative Connector, the art of leadership, the art of communication, the art of leading change, is not about how much you can put your foot on the gas it's helping the guardians and the nurturers take their foot off the brake and we often talk about speed limits so most pioneer connected creatives want to go at about 100 miles an hour in a back to the future moment of how do i get from where we are now to where i know we need to be and i know is incredibly exciting and so they're ready to press warp speed and go tomorrow and they sometimes struggle to see why the guardians and nurturers don't want to go that fast um, and in some ways we found over the years that whereas the guardians and nurturers would rather go at 20 miles an hour because then they really can make sure it's safe for everybody. The Pioneers creatives, Connectors usually want to go at about 100 miles an hour and the sadness on behalf of this Pioneer voice is that the compromise speed is 30 miles an hour. 30 miles an hour still feels too fast for the guardians and nurturers and it feels very very pedestrian for the other voices. But that's about the optimum speed we found of allowing a whole team or organization to move forward towards the future without disconnecting the future orientated voices from those who run the due diligence and basically make sure it's safe for people and money. And that's I think why, you know, all the way through this, voices really came out of our passionate desire that people would realise the value that each voice brings, the value that each individual brings rather than there'd be superstars or whatever it might be. This is one of those ways that you can harness the power of the whole organization in the alignment towards vision and change. But it takes discipline because I hate going at 30 miles an hour. and I know you do too, Jeremy, don't you?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) So if if you haven't taken the five voices assessment, we've created a free online assessment for you. It's very simple. It's at fivevoices.com. It will really help you understand what your voice is. Now, to, to go deeper with that, obviously, would be to jump right into the Five Voices book, and again, which can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, you'll find more details on fivevoices.com. <laughs> it's even arrived
1: in the UK now as well, so that should mean that Europe now has access to this as well, so that's an exciting uh, day
0: yesterday. Well, and, and the fun part about this is it can, continues to to really go across the globe in lots of ways. So um, I know we have a team in Korea who's been uh, talking to a lot of of folks there. So it's fun to watch and see where it will go, but try it out. Try this with yourself, know yourself, but then lead your organization by helping your other team members understand. We've got lots of people who will buy this for their team and it starts the process. So our goal is to help you become a liberating leader That's why it's the Liberator podcast. And the Liberator is someone who fights for the highest possible good in the lives of those they lead. They calibrate high support and high challenge. When you know your voice, you can lead yourself. When you know your weapons, you can become more mature in using them. That's our goal, and is to help you become a leader that people want to follow, not have to follow. Any last thoughts from from, uh, across the pond, Steve? No, just thinking
1: how succinct you've been today, Jeremy. I'm very impressed. Um yeah. it's fantastic. I love listening to it and I hope those of you who listen to all three sessions. Thank you for the feedback by the way. Um when we record these things we always have fun. But we've been really touched, or I have anyway, by all the people who've written saying how much they're enjoying what we're doing and how helpful they found it. So um thank thank you fat and if you happen to be listening have found it helpful we always love your questions we love feedback and uh, particularly if you're saying how good we are that would be perfect complaints oh, can go I to Jeremy.
0: <laughs> hey steve <laughs> i have one question that people keep asking me i've had several people go uh, who've been listening to this going why does he call you jazz so can you give a quick view because you keep saying jazz and people are like who's jazz <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's because i played sport for years. And in sport, everybody
1: abbreviates everyone else's name. So you either have a an O or a Y on the end. And Jeremy is one of those annoying ones that's very hard to abbreviate. So Jez is just my naive boyish charm way of trying to basically uh, shorten your name so you can be part of the gang as well, Jeremy.
0: Hey, thanks, Steph. I appreciate it. Um, it's good to you. What- <laughs> to We'll figure out one for you soon. Thank you guys that's all that's- for... Uh... <laughs> all right. Have a great day. See you later. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.